Want to attract more of your ideal clients? Don't we all? If that's you, then you are in the right place. Today, we are all about understanding the core elements that make your marketing strategy click. Knowing your ideal client inside and out, empathizing with their pain points, and having a rock-solid solution to their problems. It's the secret sauce to becoming a magnet for paying clients, and I'll walk you through each step with real-life examples. So whether you're sipping that lukewarm coffee or you're multitasking with chores, this episode's going to be a game-changer. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome to the Mama Business Podcast. Are you ready to grow your business from home but aren't sure where to start? Do you find yourself searching for how to get more clients, increase engagement, or set up your online systems? Do you worry that you'll fail or give up when the babysitter cancels again? (laughs) Hey, I'm Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a corporate gal turned entrepreneur. For years, I chased the idea that building a successful business meant neglecting my family. I wasted way too much money and time. After a full-blown burnout, I realized I needed to focus on a marketing strategy that worked for me, not the other way around, and I can't wait to share that same strategy with you. In this podcast, you'll find easy-to-implement growth strategies so that you can grow your business without the guesswork. So strap that kid into the stroller or grab that lukewarm coffee and let's get started. This is Mama Business. Before we get started, I want to invite you to join the Mama Business community. It's free to sign up, and each week you receive a newsletter with additional tips, strategies, and resource recommendations to help you successfully navigate mom and business life. Of course, as things change, as they often do in the online world, I'll also be keeping you up to date on those things as well. Plus, you'll get to be among the first to know about any discounts or specials I might run throughout the year. So join the free community today by heading to sarahbrumley.com community. Once again, that's sarahbrumley.com slash community. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama Business Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley, and I'm excited to have you here with me today. Now, I do have to say that I've been having some issues with my microphone. I've actually recorded bits and pieces of this episode and had to go back and redo them because they're not working. It's not working so well. So just bear with me. If something glitches out, uh, hang in there. I'm sorry about it. I'm sure I will have it figured out before I record the next episode. But anyways, kind of on a deadline here. So I'm going to get this episode out, but we are working our way through what I like to refer to as a season of episodes that are geared toward helping you understand and implement a successful foundation for your long-term marketing strategy. In the previous two episodes, we've clarified that the foundation of a good marketing plan includes attraction, nurture, and service components. Okay. We have to have all three. And in order to understand and build on those, we have to start with that attraction piece. So that's That's where we are today, and we know that by having that attraction piece in place, we're actually going to be able to nurture and service our clients because without it, we won't have any clients. All right. So if you missed either of those previous episodes, you can find them linked in the show notes. But otherwise, let's just go ahead and get started. We are going to talk today about actually designing an attraction strategy that works for you. Okay. These, this is an, a strategy that's going to drop paying clients and customers to your business and that's going to succeed at doing so long term. Okay. We're not talking about a short term strategy here. When we do this work, when we put in the effort, now to get this right, to actually know these 
pieces, this is something that's going to work on autopilot for you with just minor tweaks as you move forward, okay? Granted, you're gonna have to put some work in, but you'll never have to guess whether you're on the right track or doing the right thing to attract paying clients. So where do we start? Well, if we want to attract paying clients, then we have to actually know who we are trying to attract. And then we have to know how we're going to use that information to attract them. So these are the basics of every successful attraction strategy of every successful marketing strategy. And yet I do have to say that this is the type of work that business owners tend to gloss over. And that's really what sets business owners apart. Okay. So if you're going to succeed in business, you're going to do this work. If you're going to fail in business, you're not going to do this work. And we all know that small businesses, startups tend to fail in those first three years. And the truth is they fail because they haven't done this because there's no true knowledge of these things that really matter. So that's not what we're going to do. We are going to spend the time working through this, knowing these things until they are so super clear. That means actually doing the work, okay? You have to do the work in order to see the results. So first and foremost, we have to truly understand who our ideal client is. Now, this is the person who can benefit the most from what you have to offer. And no, it's not everyone. Can everyone possibly benefit from your product or service? Sure, but for the purposes of marketing, it's just not a good approach. When you try to attract everyone, you are going to attract no one. I'll promise you that, okay? You have to get specific and you have to know exactly who you're speaking to, who you're speaking with, so that your message is clear and consistent going forward. So that there's absolutely no confusion and no guesswork on your part or theirs as to what you do, what you offer, and how you can solve their problem. So as we talk about getting to know who our ideal client is, what kind of information are we actually looking for? Well, I think we have to start with demographics. So those are things like age, your stage of life, whether they're male or female, parent, non-parent, all of those kind of things. You can probably write down these things off the top of your head, right? If you've done any research into your ideal client, you know these things or have a general idea. Now, I do want to say that this is not going to perfectly represent every single client or customer of yours, but it will give you one person to speak to consistently. And it could just be a representation of you in the past. That's definitely a go-to for a lot of business owners, and that's totally okay. All right. In my case, uh, my ideal client is Jane. All right. That's my ideal client. You hear me talk about Jane uh, in different forms and fashions, but she's a 34 year old mom. She's married. She's got three kids. Two of them are in preschool. One of them is in elementary school. She has a four year college degree that she's still paying student loans on. I think that's kind of important, right? When we look at her goals in the future, she never chose to pursue a job in the field that she got her degree in. So that's something to know. And instead of actually pursuing that job, she spent her first few years out of college, just working odds and ends jobs in the professional world. 
when she had her first child, she and her husband made the decision that she would stay home. She was going to be a stay-at-home mom. She was excited about that. And that worked well for a while. But now her kids are in school for a good portion of the day, preschool part-time. And she's kind of got this desire that she wants to get back into the business world. But she doesn't want to go back to the office. She has a dream of growing an online weight loss coaching business for other moms. And she's got tried and true strategies that she know works because she lost 50 pounds herself. And now she wants to get other people the same results that she's been able to get for herself. All right. So kind of a roundabout way of just saying like, I know who Jane is, right? And I absolutely love knowing these details about her because it means that I'm able to really speak to her when I talk on this podcast. It means that I'm able to talk to her needs when I'm talking about family, about business, about um, resources or, you know, anything. I'm able to know what she needs and might appreciate at this stage in her life, at this stage in her business. And because I know who I'm talking to, my message is going to remain clear and consistent across the board. At least I hope that's what you get, right? Now, your ideal client is going to be different, but hopefully this just gives you a picture of what you could kind of put together. Start with those demographics. It's the easiest place to start, but it's also something we need to have going forward. You'll want those, I promise. Now, once you have those demographics in place, we do need to dig a little deeper and truly understand what our ideal client is struggling with. We call that struggle the pain point, okay? This is that thing that is so frustrating to them that they are now looking for somebody else to come alongside them and help them solve that problem. They're looking for you, ideally, right? But you can't solve that problem if you don't truly understand what the problem is, what the pain is. So that's definitely something we need to figure out. And I think it comes down to the following questions. First, what is your ideal client currently struggling with? Pretty simple there, right? Second, if your client wants to see a change, what is holding her back and why? And third, by not taking the steps to create change in her life or in this situation specifically, how is your ideal client hindering her progress? So I know I kind of just threw those at you, but let's go ahead and work through these questions and we can once again use Jane, my own business as an example so that you can understand how this will play out. All right. So question one was, what was my idea? What is my ideal client currently struggling with? So if we're talking about Jane, we know that she is working to get her online business up and running and she's feeling overwhelmed. She has no idea how to choose or set up her tech or automate things within her business. And she's honestly just not sure what to prioritize or when. Okay. Because of that, she's not attracting her ideal clients, which means that she's not making an income. And her husband is really frustrated with all the time she's spending away from him and the kids without actual tangible results. Now, it's important to say here that I don't offer marriage counseling, right? But the solutions I do offer within my business can take the pressure off in all of these areas when Jane employs my services. So knowing all of these pain points of Jane's allow me to really speak to her as I'm promoting how I'll get the results she wants. Now, it's important to remember that I could also use this information to help me if I didn't have a solution that actually met Jane's need. In that case, I might be rethinking my business or my service approach, or I might need to reframe who my target audience is. Maybe it wouldn't be Jane at that point. So you can definitely see here how that just thinking through these things can help you save time and energy going forward just by knowing it. 
Okay, so definitely something to work through. Question number two, if your client wants to see a change, what is holding her back and why? We are going to talk a lot more about this, but this is a real critical piece of information to know as you start to nurture. Okay, when we move into that nurture phase of the marketing strategy, we're going to need to know this piece. So please don't gloss over this one. All right. In the case of Jane, she probably wants to see a change in the entire situation, right? In fact, I know she does. But the problem is, is that she just doesn't know where to start. That's holding her back. She doesn't know where to start. And that's probably pretty common, honestly, for a lot of us, right? We see this across lots of different industries. We know we need to make a change. We're not sure where to start. And so that just kind of stops us in our tracks. In Jane's situation, she's wasted time and money on strategies that haven't worked. And she's just not certain that she's going to succeed if she tries something new. She doesn't have that confidence in herself and her time and financial resources are definitely limited. So she's holding back from the solution that she knows she needs. Now, I know that these are Jane's struggles because these are very consistently the things that my potential clients come to me and mention. So a good rule of thumb for you is just to listen when your ideal client is talking so that you might also know what's keeping them from pulling out their wallet and saying yes to you as the best solution. Okay. Question number three. By not taking the steps to create change in her life or in this situation specifically, how is your ideal client hindering her progress? So these would be the consequences that your ideal client is dealing with because she hasn't yet embraced the change. Okay. In Jane's case, she's obviously not meeting her revenue goals. She's not attracting her ideal clients in a way that promotes long-term success of her business. And she's wasting time and money on childcare without any return on investment. Not to mention by not taking the steps of getting her systems up and running and using that correct tech and strategy that she needs, she's creating a bigger divide between herself and her husband. Now, obviously, these are just a couple of the many things on the list, but these are some of the ways that she's hurting herself and possibly others by not jumping in and getting the result and the solution that she needs. So at this point, you should be clear on who your ideal client is and what she's struggling with. The next and dare I say most important part of this is knowing how you solve the problem. How do you make it all better? This is a step that we so often skip. I mean, we work our way through who our ideal client is. We kind of, you know, fill out the list, the checklist, whatever it is for that type of thing. And then we think about ways to get them interested in us, in our brand, in our service. But we forget that if we don't have the true solution to their problem, that all of that hard work is going to be for nothing. So let's take the time right now to get clear on this. How do you solve the problem? In my case, I could start off by saying that I can solve Jane's problem by helping her get her website and systems up and running. That's true, but it's not the whole truth. And if I only offer that as my solution, then it's going to be a lot harder for Jane to understand that I'm her gal. You see, a lot of people can do those things, but what sets me aside from the competition is that I don't have a one-size-fits-all package. Instead, I work with Jane to make sure that she gets a customized marketing plan that aligns with her specific needs and so that she can target her ideal audience, not somebody else's, hers. In addition, I'm all about making it simple. 
so simple that Jane never has to question why she's paying me to do what I'm doing. She's not just shelling out money and then wondering what kind of results she's going to get. No, she can have complete confidence because I don't leave her guessing and I never try to sell her on something she doesn't need. When it comes to solving your ideal client's problem, it's essential that you be clear about your role, not only so that your ideal client knows what you are doing, but so that they understand what you don't do. In my case, I do not do anything related to paid ads, nothing. And I make it very clear to my clients, to you on this podcast, to everybody I come in contact with that that is not something I do. And you know what? That's okay. If my client, if my, you know, prospective client needs somebody to do paid ads for them in the future, they can certainly add that to their marketing plan and find somebody who's effective in that area. But that's not me. And that's totally okay. That sets me apart from the crowd, right? You too might not have a solution that solves every aspect of your client's problems or possibly just doesn't meet every single need they have. And that's okay too. As long as you are clear about your role and what you offer, you can and you will attract and retain clients. All right? Be clear. So how do you solve your ideal client's problem? It's time to get clear on that. Now, I don't know about you, but as I think about Jane and the struggle that she's facing, it's incredibly motivating for me because I have a solution that can help her, a solution that can eliminate that overwhelm, bring peace back to her family life and help her make a little money at the same time. That reason alone is why I don't feel salesy or sleazy when I offer my solution to her problem. When I share it here on the podcast, when I send it out in my emails, when I have it on my website. Because I know exactly how effective it's going to be, and I know that Jane wants and needs it. So that's just another bonus to doing this hard work up front. You know who you serve, you know why you serve them, and you have no doubt that you are the right fit for their need. No sleaze required. And that brings us to the action part of this episode. And we all know that action is where the dreams turn into the reality. And today's action step is this. I want you to do the work. Take the time to truly understand who your ideal client is, what they struggle with the most, and how you solve that problem. As I said in the beginning, these are the basics of a successful marketing strategy, and yet so many business owners don't do this work. And because they don't do this work, they end up out of business early on. Because there's no true knowledge of the things that actually matter. These things matter, so take the time to prioritize them as soon as possible. Now, I do have to say that we are going to bridge the gap. You may have noticed that I skipped right over how to actually get that ideal client to the solution that you offer, but that's what we're going to talk about next week. So don't get bogged down on that. You don't have to convince your potential client right now to be attracted to you. Okay. You just need to know that if she asks, you can clearly declare that you have the solution to meet her needs, to eliminate that pain and to help her achieve success going forward. You don't want to put all the work into a successful attraction strategy only to get someone to the sales call and not have anything to offer. So do you have that solution? If you aren't sure, then let's chat. Really jump on a mama business strategy session and let's get you some clarity because without the clarity here, the rest of your marketing strategy is likely going to feel like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something sticks. And it'll be a big mess to clean up later. So grab that strategy session by heading to sarahbrumley.com slash strategy. Once again, that's sarahbrumley.com slash strategy to get on my calendar. 
Whatever you decide, mama, just know that I am cheering you on. You've got this. Have an amazing day and I'll chat with you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama Business. If you liked the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It might seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. And if you have any questions, want to request a podcast topic, or just want to connect, you can find me over on Instagram at Sarah L. Brumley. Remember, it is possible to have your family and your business dream too, as long as you know what to do and when to do it. This is Mama Business.